on this episode of Why Watch That. This is maybe not for your mama's mama. It ain't for nobody's mama. (laughs) Okay. Now listen, I don't know how these women keep getting away with it. (laughs) I don't, I don't, why are there four seasons of this? Now, great cast. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, but <laughs> they are from Great Britain. You can't just start shooting people in the streets of South Africa and get away with it, right? Diplomatic <laughs> community. Yes, you can. <laughs> they oh. literally look like people. Like, to me, I thought they were really them. I mean, that's how it was. <laughs> now, you do it's have like to a read... documentary with lines. <laughs> And so the matriarch of this rich family is like, oh, he's gotten out? Like, yes, he's gotten out. Yes, he has. And he's coming for you. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. We've got some TV shows for you. We're going to talk about some premieres of season and series and some season finales and even maybe a sneak peek if you're good and nice to us listeners. Now, we definitely, definitely have been, you know, super focused on South by Southwest, watching a lot of content. That is over and we're ready to jump right back into TV. So the question is, what can we talk about? Well, first, let's talk about the series premiere of a new show called Generation on HBO Max, Mm. coming to us from Daniel Barnes, who directed some things, but also it was co-created by Zelda Barnes. So the two of them did it. (laughs) And if I uh, read my cards right, Lena Durham wrote an episode. So, ooh, okay. Mm. She's definitely no stranger to the HBO family. And she has a strong voice. Now, it's called Generation. And we have a newer crop of actors who look young, fresh. Some of them look like they walked right off of a CW uh, set. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them look like they walked right off of Netflix's latest. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe my kid is watching this. So... Mm I'll let you go through some of these actors. Um, there are some familiar faces that end up sh- that show up, meaning some 
TV veterans I see as I'm scrolling through. But for the most part, this is maybe not for your mama's mama. It ain't for <laughs> nobody's mama. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, yeah, some one of the main names that you may know is Justice Smith, who was in Detective yeah. Pikachu and that kind of stuff. And, and the Get Down. And the Get Down, <laughs> yeah. And he's one of the main characters. Uh, Martha Plimpton plays one of their mothers. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, and Martha's doing her thing as usual, the, the breathing and, oh, I don't understand, you know, that kind of thing. So what <sighs> this is about, here we go again. You know, when I was, I'm not going to give that away, but when I was a teenager, I was going to be more specific. Well, there if was, you give it away, I give it away <laughs> too. So watch it, kid. There was, well, speaking of that, there was a movie called Kids. Oh, and and oh. this started Rosario Dawson. It started oh. 70s career. And every time I see these things, I always think of kids and go, haven't we done this before? Euphoria now and now this generation. Yeah. So what it's about is some teenagers in high school, who, um, you know, do teenage things. So one of them played by Justice, you know, he, he comes to school dressed inappropriately. You know, he's like, well, the girls can wear this. Why can't I? Well, you know, so he gets disciplined. He gets sent to uh, the guidance counselor's office. There's a new guidance counselor, a new guy there. What happens between them? Uh-huh. And then there is one of his friends, and they're all friends. So there is another guy who is navigating his own sexuality. That's what this is about. And he has a sister. And what's going on with him and his sister is the real question. Because we see early on in the first episode, his sister and one of her friends, they're having a moment in the mall, a moment you won't even guess what it is. She, the sister is outside of the bathroom. Her friend is in the bathroom. The door is locked. Nobody can get in. Why? What's the emergency? And then there's also there's there's one of the one of the girls. Uh, she has two fathers. You know, she's so irreverent. You know, she talks like a bigot but she has a right to, you know, it's that kind of thing and so on and so forth. So that's what's happening here. We have shifted, shifting uh, narratives, that kind of thing. Um, so what I would say is this, if they trusted the characters more and just their stories, they would have something. You don't need to add to it. You don't need to try to shock us. Just trust the predicaments you set up. Since they didn't do that for me, I had to bow out. But I think... If you like Euphoria, why not watch Generation? You know what's interesting? I have to, I, I've not seen one millisecond of this, so I'm not going to comment on, you know, this. But I will say that what has frustrated me over the years, and even when I was a teenager, is how teens are represented mm. on screen, big and small. They are usually annoying. I mean it. Annoying, yeah. irreverent, rebellious, um, you know, just, I, I didn't, not that I was a straight-laced kid, but for the most part, I just really think that I'm ready for a shift. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for a change. I'm ready to show, to see something way more interesting. And there is a movie or a TV series that I was telling you about it, that takes place in Italy called Summertime on Netflix. And yes, these are later teens, meaning these aren't, you know, 14-year-olds. They're more 16, 17, and, and growing into 18. Mm. It was just refreshing 
mm-hmm. to see like we're not all a mess when we're yeah. teens. So there like you have it. Geeks, where's that? Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I'm. Over, I'm kind of over that narrative. But obviously, it is for someone. Otherwise, HBO uh, Max wouldn't have picked it up. Right. Good Girls is making its um, fourth season debut on NBC. Now listen, I don't know how these women keep getting away with it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Why are there four seasons of this? Now, great cast. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... But what, what is happening here? It's because, you know, we get to spring and we need to have fun. I mean, that's oh. that's what this is about. And you, we, we are not trying to figure this out and how this is actually happening. And they don't... They aren't even... They wouldn't even tell you it's ridiculous. That's the point. But the core of it, like you were saying, we have Christina Hendricks, Retta, and Mae Whitman as the three mothers who get involved with a drug dealer who has a syndicate, I mean, you know, and then they get chased by the FBI and so on. It works because it's fun. And this is what you want. Now, what is happening now with Christina's character is she has the husband still. Matthew Lillard plays him. They have now opened a new business. Why? Think of laundry, but it's not laundry. Literally, they're selling, you know, hot tubs, but they're laundering. Okay. Oh, it's, so it's not quite Jason Bateman. <laughs> We're not going down that path. Are we? <laughs> um, she doesn't know enough to be Jason Bateman, but there is okay. someone, a character from previous seasons who pops up, who knows all about the books and it's hilarious. Bush and all coming in talking about, okay, this is how you do it. Oh, you know, like this option. What about this option? So they deal with that as well because they want to get this major account But who is the person in charge of the major account? You'll find out. Now, there's also her sister played by Mae Whitman. And she's dealing with her her son. She's dealing with, you know, really not having a lot of money. And what's that like? Because her son goes to a school with a bunch of rich people. And her ex-husband, or is he the husband? Ex-boyfriend, whatever, who's the father. He has money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He has money with his wife. So what's that like for her? How can she navigate that and not alienate everybody? She doesn't do a good job. And then there's Retta's character who, you know, she has two kids. Uh, One of the kids really had health issues that they're constantly dealing with. Because the whole point is all of them have monetary problems that led them into this from the beginning. So what we find out now, not the daughter in this season, the son is something's going on with him. But they throw throw in a little twist. And there is always people who want to blackmail. So for Retta's character, what's going on with that? They throw in a twist there as well. And who is now chasing them? Because at the end of season three, we see someone, an agent, who thinks that she is on to them. But will anybody listen to her? And Mm -hmm. what is going on with the drug dealer, right? Because doesn't he want them dead by now? And he is roped up in the murder that he did, and he ain't happy about it. There you go with good girls. It still works. If you liked it before, you'll like it now. This is something you just sit back and watch, and you laugh, and you're just happy that you don't have to think too much, and they don't treat you like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Well, it's 16 episodes this season, and it's going to go straight into the summer, so that's perfect. Yeah. Bulletproof, which is in its third season on The CW, is making its season premiere. You got a chance to check that out. Now, I believe whenever you talk about Bulletproof, I believe 
it's maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I always feel like you're a bit surprised that it's on the CW. I don't know why, but <laughs> or maybe I'm surprised that it's on the CW. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll put it this way: it's this is the kind of choice I wish the I wish the CW would make more. It's more of a show you would find on CBS in the summer rather than CW. Um, so what's happening, it is coming to us from across the pond. And this shortened season is only three parts. So I won't be coming back to this, everybody. This is it for my review. Um, in this shortened season of three parts, they are now, the two detectives who are friends, are now in South Africa. They've gone to South Africa for a vacation. But of course, they run into a couple whose daughter is kidnapped right in front of them. And of course, the kidnappers say, don't involve the police. Now, these detectives are there. They go, hey, we can investigate. But they are from Great Britain. You can't just start shooting people in the streets of South Africa and get away with it, right? Diplomatic <laughs> community. Yes, you can. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. You blow up someone's car and the cops come. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic you immunity. shoot someone in the head. Diplomatic immunity. Don't touch my diplomatic purse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we've done. Yes. I mean, if this all is obviously coming from, um, what is it, Lethal Weapon 3? Yeah. Yes, yes. I think it was their third one. Yes. So, great. Thank you for that. <laughs> They do not have diplomatic immunity. Oh, okay. but this show does have fun with its premise. And that is what I like about it. It's just like Good Girls at this time of year. This is a thing you can watch and not feel like you're an idiot. Um, the two uh, lead actors co-created it. Noel Clark and Ashley Walters, who is from Top Boy, Ashley um, Duchesne. So, like, if you want to see them kind of be irreverent and do the shootouts and the explosions and be ridiculous, that's this show. So after that, you got a chance, and we're moving into season finales now. You got a chance to finish up the second part of season three of Gronish. Zoe and all of her minions, what is going on, Ref? Tell us. Well, we do know there's a season four. So mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever happens at the end of this can't be the end. <laughs> now, we've seen, as I kind of started through the first part of season three, we've seen Zoe, of course, do her grown move and drop out of college to become full-time stylist for two major celebrities. The question becomes, how did that work out? Mm, now, we two. know... Yes, two. Mm. And things get sticky and get messy. You see that go throughout the season. But we also see Zoe make a very big decision to do something, but it was because initially of rekindling a relationship that has been going on forever, on and off, maybe not. And that, of course, is Aaron. Mm. Is it going to happen? Is it not? Well, what makes this complicated this season is that now Zoe is finally ready to have a relationship with Aaron. But the question becomes, is, is Aaron ready for Zoe? Because she's burned him a lot of times. And plus, he's got somebody. But is that a thing for Zoe mm. or not? Now, remember, she's the lead character. Oh. And what happens when the lead character decides things matter and some things don't? That mm. gets sticky and real interesting. Now, what about the friends? 
Well, let's go back to Aaron first of all. It's Aaron's senior year. This is it for him. Remember, he was always a year older than the cast. Yeah. And he stood his ground. They definitely, this season, infused a lot of social um, injustices that we've been experiencing and seeing over the past 365 days, actually forever, but mm. highlighted now. And he staged a sit-down because the college was giving money um, or investing money in penitentiaries. And mm. the question becomes with Aaron, does that work out for him in the end? Is he able to walk across the stage and get his diploma? And if he does or doesn't, what will that cost him? Mm. So there you have it with that. What about the rest of the friends? Well, Anna, we knew she was in a deep relationship with one of her, shall we say, advisors. Um, she was in a relationship with him. Turns out he is a real diehard Christian and along those lines come no sex that was a big huge issue this season how is she still going to love someone and not love someone so you'll get to see the conclusion which is a very interesting topic obviously that happens on college campuses Nomi is back with her baby in the house Mm. how does that play out with all the members of the house meanwhile Vivek drug dealing Vivek found himself a love and that love finally i mean literally that was the whole thing this season they're like you like people and people like you (laughs) well vivek is new in the game of relationships and new in the game of love in the sheet the Mm. question then becomes in today's modern society what does that mean how experimental are we going to get with that relationship. Ugh. And then finally, probably one of the bigger storylines that they really highlighted um, Chloe and Haley um, Bailey's character, um, Jazz and Sky, the two track stars. It is for them the year to go to the Olympics and they've been working their tushes off. Remember, um, Jazz is in a full-on relationship with someone and the, they stopped doing everything. They went on pause. Mm. They go to the tryouts. And I'll just say this. One of them makes it and one of them does not. What does that mean for the house and the friendship right. and the relationships tagged onto this? And then finally, Luca fell in love. But what happened to that? He and Zoe are absolutely no longer a thing. But in the finale, something big happens. It happens every finale, by the way. Every so it's either, one. Every, it's either Aaron or Luca. Something <laughs> big happens. And Luca has finally pushed Zoe to a certain place. Mm. And based off of that, what does she do? Does she get with Aaron or does she not? So that's Grownish. Overall, this season was really about exploring the aspects of what love looks like, right? Mm -hmm. What love looks like and then what justice looks like. So it's really like a love justice kind of, kind of Hmm. thing. And I will say this and we can move on just like with blackish, just like with um, many shows where you have a very strong showrunner with a strong point of view. Whenever that showrunner moves on, Mm-hmm. or maybe isn't quite as involved, it does become difficult. When the show isn't a, about being grownish and the issues around grownish, same with blackish, then it really is 
any show you would find on the CW and just sort of move off. For it. Will I keep watching it? Um, hmm. <laughs> now you got a chance to, well, we both, sorry, have a, had a chance to f- start and finish the limited TV series um, called The Investigation that comes to us from way across the pond. I mean, across the pond and some land. <laughs> so we're in Copenhagen. Ooh. And um, this is on HBO. So it's a complete, it, there is no way there's a season two unless they do an anthology of another crime. Right. You talked a little bit about earlier on the crime, which is based on how it rocked the world. We got to see something a little different. I have a definite opinion about it, especially in light of, get this, Chernobyl. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so this is uh, it's based on what happened to Kim Wall, a journalist. Um, we are in Denmark, uh, like the ref was saying. And they take you through the investigation, which spanned <laughs> over 150 days. I mean... Oh, what? And so you see the head of investigating murders, whatever they call a it. Homicide, homicide unit. Yeah. yeah. So you see him really dedicate himself to that. His team dedicate themselves. The divers dedicating themselves. Because what happens is uh, Kim gets on a submarine with this guy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's a journalist with this guy for the story. Doesn't come back alive. Now, in what was interesting, especially here, is seeing the Danish legal system, like what they have to do to prove guilt. It's very interesting because... Get this, everybody. If you are accused of a crime there, you can change your story as many times as you want. So you can see what the investigators have as evidence and change your story to match it. They literally have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. They've got Mm -hmm. to do it. They have to have motive. Like, we don't have to have that in the United States. It's nice, but you don't have to have motive. So that was that is the struggle here. So they are literally trying to cross every T, dot every I. It takes a long time. And if you throw evidence into the ocean, <laughs> can anybody find it? How does that affect Kim's family? How does it affect the head detective's family? All of this stuff starts coming in here. And you see even the prosecutor himself, he keeps being called in. He's like, it better be good. It's Christmas. I mean, it's stuff like that. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we navigate this. And the thing about this show, it's clinical. They are not adding heat or anything. No fuss. It is. This is what it is. So many start stops. Oh, my gosh. American yes. audience, beware. Beware. It's just almost like if you were there. And you're trying to figure it out with them. So you go with them. And but that to me is it's so different from what we're used to that it was a nice way to watch. I could just really sit with these people and know they're not going to go over the top with anything. These are just people trying to figure this out. Nothing. (laughs) They're just trying to figure this out. So I, I was interested in the intricacy of how it worked. That was new for me, learning how their legal system worked. And also because, you know, these are Danish actors and so on and so forth, Swedish actors. I don't know these people. Well, they're famous. They're, uh, mm-hmm. If you look up, they're very, very big in their country. Over so, there, right? Yeah. yeah. So people are willing to, to sit with that, you know, because they trust. It's different for us. We don't know them. 
Exactly. And that works because they know how to act. I mean, but they, they oh. literally look like people. Like to me, I thought they were really them. I mean, that's how it was. Now you do it's have like to a read. documentary with lines. <laughs> so you do have to read subtitles, all of that. Um, but if this is interesting to you, when you just have a clinical investigation, it's really what it is. It's six parts. You'll be done and you'll go, okay, that was something. Yes. I have to, what I said earlier about Chernobyl mm-hmm. is, um, which is also on HBO in case you are, you have been under a rock. That is a phenomenal series limited, so basically the same kind of essence something happens and they walk you through and at the end of the day there's things have to be proven i will say this the investigation i committed to watching because there were a lot of start stops literally you, they're like oh we found something no we didn't oh the <laughs> divers oh no they're not you know just it, it was frustrating and i wasn't mad at it i was mad at the fact that it was six episodes mm. because if you're going to have that kind of investigation, and maybe that is the culture, the Danish you yeah. know, culture to not like all the bells and whistles and flashes. But the right. fact of the matter is this isn't on HBO International. This is on HBO mm-hmm. that predominantly has an American audience. And for me, I highly, highly doubt that more people finished than they stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only yeah. because they're like, oh my gosh, I'll just go on Wikipedia. Look, which is what I did. <laughs> I was like, what, it, how much more? Like if, cause I would have been angry if they would have been like, and they never right. concluded the situation. Yes. yes. There is resolution. I yes. I would have been limping <laughs> up to my mind <laughs> and would have wrote, you know, would have written nasty little, well, I wouldn't have sent them, but I would have written them. Um, nasty notes to HBO going, why? Yeah. So it, to me, it would have been a jam-packed, sweating, like, oh my gosh, three-episode arc. They literally could have cut out half. Yeah. So that is my precaution that I'm throwing out there to you listeners. With Chernobyl, it was similar length. But every every episode revealed new, crazy information, whereas this was like, we found, you know. Well, that's what happened. I mean, you know, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Well, it happened, but that's not 150 episodes. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, we don't have to take it day by day. We could find arms, bodies, and all that stuff and do all that stuff in an episode. I just needed it to move. But the acting was amazing. Yeah. absolutely amazing and nice. especially i have to highlight and i don't have her name in front of me but there is one detective she's a female the only female detective yep. on that particular case who from the start in the beginning i loved her story out of all the stories because she really really without it over beating you over the head had a yes. stake in it a female a woman who and nobody had to say hey look at same. me you know no, no. Well, nobody in nobody says hey nobody. look at me. Yeah, I mean there is no hey. The parents, I mean, at the end when you see, I mean, it's just like it's beautiful without them doing it. Nobody is like tearing sheets and crying. No, it's it is it's it was beautifully acted. Way too long, but there you have it. Let's conclude with a sneak peek that's not even out yet. Oh, why watch that sneak peek? 
you got a chance to see some of it. And Who Killed Sarah is coming to eight, or excuse me, coming to Netflix. And it is going to premiere on the 24th. Four episodes are available for your review. So you either did or didn't get to see all of that, but 10 episodes in total for season one. Exactly. I did watch all four episodes. Okay. I did. Um, And this is in Spanish, so you'll have to read subtitles. We do not recommend dubbing. We do not. Please just don't do it. It, I mean, try it. Go ahead. You might like it, but at the end of the day, it just sounds... Yeah. You you missed the... The acting. Like, I'm sorry. You just don't have it from the people who were casted to do it in front of you. Um, So what happens is there are some teenagers, they're friends. And two of them are brother and sister. And the sister is dating this rich guy. So the brother, the sister, her boyfriend, the boyfriend's brother, they all go out on a boat. And she gets up in a contraption. You'll see what it is. And ends up up dead. In the contraption? Yes, because of that. It looks like it was tampered with. Okay. Who killed Sarah? Well, her brother took the fall. Why? Now, this rich family promised him things if he did this. Why did they do that? His mother is ailing. Well, take care of your mom. Mm-hmm. Did this come to pass? Now, he goes to prison for like 18 years and he gets out. And so the matriarch of this rich family is like, oh, he's gotten out? Like, yes, he's gotten out. Yes, he has. And he's coming for you. Uh Uh-huh, you, your husband, and your three kids, because they also have a younger sister. who, And they're all now grown, of course. So he starts plotting his revenge. It's like the Count of Monte Cristo. It's like revenge, all of that kind of stuff. He has all of their pictures up on a little board in the house. Like, how does he have money is the question as well. Because I'm like, he's not working. He's just lurking in the house, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. You you got all (laughs) kinds of connections when you've been in the pen for 18 well and you learn obviously how to hack people's phones and all other kinds of stuff he's like a genius with computers whatever prison this is i need to get lessons so not not go there but just get lessons oh, i was gonna say yeah. oh. note what i said so okay so he is plotting and planning his revenge but there's someone who doesn't reveal who they are who says i know who killed your sister who is this person how could they know they say i was there and the sister who was not involved she wants to figure out what's going on too how do they connect okay now also with the other siblings the two sons the son who was the boyfriend he's married but what's that like and he's supposed to take over his father's empire they have a casino can he do that does he have guilt and for his brother his brother wants to have a kid, but he has a husband. How's that perceived by the family? And what else is going on with him that's attached to Sarah? Now, with that said, like I said, revenge, the kind of Monte Cristo. If you like this stuff, especially revenge, that's what it is. This is ridiculous. It is soap opera. Does it know hill. it's? Does it know yes. it's ridiculous? Okay, okay. There's one scene, Raph, like in, in the fourth episode where they all come into like the family house 
like and one person comes in at a time and says hey it's my turn now it's literally like that it's like no what about this and what about that and the mom's like shut up your father you don't listen to you you know it's that kind of thing but they're being serious about it but you yeah. know it's a soap opera so yeah. when you know what you're getting into it is a revenge like but if you don't know spanish you got to read the subtitles but it is revenge imagine if revenge were on netflix imagine what they could show so they had the freedom to show everything so there you go that's who killed sada oh boy there you have it with the tv offerings not bad not bad at all there's a lot going on there's a lot to watch we're heading into spring officially and we're heading into summer so i think we can fill your time up especially if you ain't going outside Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.